In the last Sarawak state election held in 2016, the then Sarawak Barisan National, led by the late Adnan Satem, won with a landslide victory, winning 72 out of 82 seats contested, while the opposition only managed to secure 10 seats. Although we are still in the midst of the emergency, it is expected that the state will call for an election by the end of the year once the emergency is lifted. Hi, this is Norman Goh and you're listening to BMI Bicharamingo Ini. In this episode, a collaboration with Dr. James Chin, Professor in Asia Studies at Asia Institute, University of Tasmania, as well as Rao Rose Rise of Efforts in discussing the polemics and dynamics of Malay politics in Sarawak, its influence and power. We were joined by Pati Bhutra Basaka Basatu's PBB Deputy Youth Chief, Fazruddin Abdul Rahman, who is also the Assemblyman for Tupong Constituency in Kuching. The discussion is also joined by Abang Haili, Halil Abang Nalil, Chairman of Strawa Amana, and Abang Zukifli Abang Enke, Deputy Chairman of Strawa's Party Kadilan Rakyat. Very good afternoon to all of you. Thank you very much for making the time to join us this afternoon. We're doing a really important discussion today about a very important segment of Sarawak's voting population. And that is the Muslim population in Sarawak. Uh, normally, in the literature, people refer to this group as the uh, Malay Melanau uh, voting population. So today's discussion is hosted by uh, uh, Rose. Rose, as uh, all of you know, is actually a rise of social efforts. It is an NGO based in Kuching. And basically, they're trying to promote uh, political education in Sarawak and also to promote uh, fair, free elections in Sarawak. So I'm very happy that we've got very uh, interesting guests with us this afternoon. The first one is uh, YB Fazuddin, who is currently the Adun for N number 6 Tupong. He's currently the Deputy Youth Chief for PBB uh, from 2017 until uh, today. He holds a Master's in Management from University of Malaysia, Pahang. And he's the president of Kuching City Football Club. He's also been active in the sports scene in Sarawak for many, many years. Our second speaker is uh, Norman Goh. Uh, Norman, many people will know, is a former senior journalist from Malaysia, Kini. Uh, for a very short period, uh, from 2018 to 2020, he was special functions officer to the Malaysian foreign minister. Uh, he holds a degree for University of Malaysia, Sarawak, and is currently finishing off a master's in public policy uh, with University of Malaya. On top of this busy studying, he's also currently an independent journalist with the South China Morning Post, and he's also helping AFP in Malaysia. Our third speaker is Abbas Zulkifi, who was formerly a press secretary to the Minister of Words from 2018 to 2020, and is currently the deputy chairman of Sarat PKR. And my final guest is Abba Abdul Khalil, who is the chairman of Party Amana Negara Sarat Branch. Uh, Abdul Khalil is a civil engineering graduate from Leeds University in the UK. So to start off with, I thought I'll give some very basic information about the Muslim voters in Sarawak. So if you look at the population figure, the Malay Melanau population in Sarawak is approximately just over 30% of Sarawak's population. In terms of their voting power, uh, currently there's 22 Malay seats in Sarawak and plus nine Melanau seats. So altogether, the Muslim population in Sarawak uh, will decide about 31 out of 82, uh, they want undangan degree seats in Sarawak. And that works out to about 38%. Uh, currently, PBB, uh, Parti Pesaka Bumbutra Sarawak, 
hosts 47 seats in 82 seat Dune. Uh, this means that they've gone over the 50% threshold. So in reality, uh, PVV can actually rule on its own. But we all know PVV is part of the larger uh, GPS coalition government. And this leads me to the second point, which is that since the 1970s, uh, it's widely understood in Syrah that uh, in terms of uh, the government has always been dominated by the PBB. And the unique thing about the PBB compared to all the other Bumbutra parties in Malaysia is that PBB has a very strict line that draws in the middle. So PBB actually consists of two separate parties. One is the Bumbutra wing and the other is the Pasaka wing. As a very rough guide, the Mumutra wing represents the Muslim interest and the Pasaka wing represents the non-Muslim interest. So, uh, and also in Sarawak, it's widely known that you know, most of the Malay Malanao seats are strongly in favour of the PBB. So that's the reason why many people will tell you in terms of Sarawak politics, all the Malay Malanao seats are regarded as PBB's fixed deposit. Now, because of the strong hold on the Sarawak government by PBB, you can see that since the 1970s, uh, PBB has always held on to the chief minister's post in Sarawak. So from 1970 to 1981, it was held by Tun Rahman Yaakob. Then after that, his nephew took over, Taib Mahmud, who ruled from 1981 to 2017. Then for a very short period, we had Adinan Satem. And after that is the current chief minister, Abad Johari. Now, of course, despite the fact that PBB has been dominating Malay Muslim politics for a very long time. This doesn't mean they're not without any challenges. Huh? So if you go back to Sarawak's recent political history, you can see that there's been various parties set up to try to challenge PBB's hold on the Muslim vote in Sarawak. Some of the more successful ones or some of the ones that attracted a lot of attention, including Pajia back in the 70s. Then they were followed in the 1980s by a party called Permas. And in recent years, you've got a whole string of political parties try to challenge the Muslim vote. And this include PAS, PKR, Basatu, and Amana. So what I'll do is I'll start off by inviting all of today's speakers to answer several very basic questions about PBB. Yeah? So the first one, obviously, is how do they define the core political interests of the Malay or the Muslim community in Sarawak? And what is the reason why the Muslim Malay community in Sarawak always support the PBB. What is the magic of PBB in terms of holding on to their vote? And also, a lot of people asking, PBB is such a powerful position. As I mentioned, they can actually rule on their own. So why do they want to stick with GPS, a coalition government? And if they are so powerful, is it actually good <clears throat> for Sarawak, which you know is a multiracial population with multi-faiths? And what is the likely key issues in terms of the Malay Muslim uh, community in Sarawak for the coming election. So perhaps we'll start uh, with uh, our YB, uh, Vazruding, who is the youth chief for PBB. YB, would you like to start? Yeah, you have to turn off the, the, your mute. Huh? Thank you so much, Chris, uh, for inviting me. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Very good afternoon. To all the panel, uh, selamat menjalani ibadah berpuasa dalam bulan Ramadan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, very interesting. When you say, um, uh, I would like to try to answer all the, the questions that you've, you've uh, stated just now uh, by starting with, I'm, I'm sure all of us hear this a lot. 
in Sarawak consists of multi-different races living in harmony uh, since the beginning of time. So if one person to look at Malaysia from, uh, from outside Malaysia, they would know that Malaysia is a majority Muslim country. Not knowing the fact that it is different from Peninsula Malaysia and East of Malaysia. And from the viewpoint of the people in Semenanjung, they would see uh, Muslim, Melayu, Melanau Muslim in Sarawak. Maybe they may be able to lump us in a group with them. But when you are in Sarawak, you know that we are a totally different uh, we have a totally different kind of upbringing. We have a totally different kind of culture that, uh, that have been embodied to us since we were a kid because of the fact that we are living in a multi-racial state. And of course, given, like I said just now, from a Malayan or Semenanjung Malaysia vantage point of view, they might I, I think I can say that, this is my personal opinion, we are a bit more progressive than our friends in Malaya. I mean, because for once, we don't share the usual barometer of political success defined in some West Malaysian politician. For instance, the Malay Muslim supremacy and the quest for Islamic State. We might not share the same direction with them. And what we want is our life to be unchanged. We want to keep living in harmony with the different races. We don't want it to be tampered with. And we can do our own religious, uh, everyone practicing their own religious um, belief in harmony. I mean, that is the most important thing that uh, we should understand that has been going on since the beginning and we want to keep that intact. That is why sometimes I got the impression from my friend from Sunanjung, uh, Muslim, Sarawakian Muslim is very different in the sense that you guys are a bit, uh, what do you call it, a bit moderate. Yes, I agree, we are moderate. But at the same time, religious teaching is something that we have to do. In Islam, we call it a kawajipan. That one, no issue. No question about it. We need to do it. But in practicing Islam in Shawa, we are very moderate as we understand the needs of our different families from different races and different religion. With that context, so that means the Malay Muslim would want that to be intact. And how do we ensure that to be happening? Okay. Comes to the question of the political party, PBB. Of course, any political party would want to bring development in the state. We would want to bring development to the people, you know, social well-being, wealth, health, safety, security. You just ask any political party, that is the main objective. Untuk memberi kesejahteraan kepada seluruh rakyat. 
PBB is also the same thing. And PBB, like you said, consists of initially two different parties, which represent the whole lot of the races in Sarawak. So PBB itself represents the whole races in Sarawak, except for the Chinese. So PBB itself knows the core of Sarawak itself. I think that is the strength of PBB. That we are going to maintain and we are going to use in the coming state election. I'm not. Um, I'm. I'm not even going to touch about the policy that the government have been doing. Yamat Bahormat uh, have been uh, implementing policies, of course, uh, to benefit the people of Sarawak. We're just talking about uh, how the Malay Muslim vote in the upcoming Sarawak PRM. So, in relation to PBB, and of course. Uh, like you said just now, 31 out of 82 seats comprises of the YB and the Malay Muslim. So we want to upheld that 31 out of the 82. How do we do it? Of course, first to ensure we tell the people that look, PBB is the core party of Sarawak. This is our background. We consist of different races working together. When you are in one party working together, it's easier rather than you are dealing with a person from a different party when you have issues, when you are facing sensitive issues, it's easier for you to discuss among your brothers within the party. So that is why I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that that is the core strength of PDB. Right. And Thank you. having uh, just a bit more, having 47 seats out of 82, would that make uh, PBB, uh, uh, what they call it, uh, we can rule on its own? Is it politically good for GPS and for Sarawak? Or should there be any opposition in the Malay Muslim area? Principally, we should and we must have an opposition party wherever we go for, to have that check and balance. Uh, like I said just now, PBB, we remain the backbone of Gabungan Parti Sarawak and the state government. A strong and stable PBB would benefit GPS as it will assist us in continuing to govern Sarawak. In any political condition, there must be a backbone. Otherwise, the dynamics of the political group will always be marked by instability. For instance, the perception of PN government is an unstable government that have created a lot of problems since PN took over from PH. The stock market have been going up and down, you know, maybe investment have been uh, going down a bit because of the perception of instability. We are not talking about whether that there is the real issue of instability, just the perception. So an instability can be, uh, can be shown by having a very, just a marginalized number of seats, more than half, that can be construct as instability. And when people prey on that issue of instability, 
you've seen the effect it has given to our nation. So that is why I think it is important as well to have a backbone party. But going back to my initial uh, sharing about PBB, there will be no one particular races being the dominant races. As you know, PBB comprises of different races, inshallah. Thank you. I think that should be beginning. Thank you, YB. Abbas Zulkifi, would you like to uh, start your opening statement? Okay, thank you, James. And then uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Prof. James and uh, Sadar Nomad. I wish given the opportunity to me to appear this afternoon in this session. Uh, that uh, very important topics that we are going to discuss this afternoon. Uh, I think I would like to, to deliver in Pasa Melayu so that uh, everybody can understand. I hope, I hope uh, lebih ramai orang Melayu menonton pada petang ini dengan satu harapan supaya uh, mendapat sedikit pengetahuan berkenaan dengan apa yang kita akan perbincangkan. Jadi saudara James dan uh, YB, orang muda, tanya, uh, mudah-mudahan uh, sihat walafiat dan terima kasih uh, kerana hadir bersama. Abang Halil daripada Amanah, terima kasih. Dan uh, rakan seperjuangan saya dulu dalam Stratcom. <laughs> terima kasih kerana datang. Jadi, uh, saya percaya perbincangan kita petang-petang ini uh, uh, akan mendapat uh, liputan yang luas uh, kerana tajuk yang akan kita bincangkan ialah uh, berkenaan dengan undi Melayu Muslim dalam pilihan yang akan datang. Yes, Malay Muslim votes in upcoming election. Jadi bagi saya satu tajuk yang ditunggu-tunggu oleh rakyat Sarawak serta pengkaji politik dan peramal politik tanah air. Kerana sebenarnya kita ketahui bahawa Melayu Sarawak, Melayu, Melayu Sarawak, Melanau adalah satu komponen masyarakat yang sejak dulu menjadi uh, ukuran kepada perkembangan dan kemajuan politik Sarawak. Kalau kita balik kepada sejarah, uh, even sebelum sebelum merdeka, Melayu merupakan uh, orang yang berpengaruh dalam pemerintahan British. Ras perabangan merupakan orang yang berpengaruh dalam pemerintahan British pada ketika itu. Jadi kedudukan Melayu dalam mana-mana satu pilihan raya yang telah berlalu sejak kita merdeka adalah sebahagian besarnya memberi sokongan kepada PBB. Why? Mengapa berlaku sedemikian? Jadi teras kepentingan orang Melayu di Sarawak ini ialah agama. Seperti mana yang dihuraikan di, di, di sedikit awal tadi oleh YB berkenaan dengan kepentingan agama itu. Tapi saya kaitkan sedikit dengan perkembangan perjalanan politik kita di Sarawak yang menyebabkan PBB itu mendapat sokongan yang padu 
daripada orang-orang Melayu, Melano, Kedaya di Sarawak. Kerana doktrin agama ini merupakan satu uh, kepercayaan yang tidak boleh dipisahkan. Sebenarnya kehidupan kita di Sarawak ini, terutama sekali Melayu, Melano, I mean Melayu, born to be Muslim. Uh, kecuali sedikit, masa, sedikit masyarakat uh, Melano yang sebagian sebagiannya adalah Muslim dan sebagiannya masih masih Kristian uh, dan ada mungkin juga sebagiannya masih pagan. Jadi apa-apa masalah yang akan timbul ataupun masalah penyelesaian akhirnya orang Melayu ini orang Islam ini akan merujuk kepada agama. That is the very fundamental referral point to every problem and every solution that Muslim is facing. They will come back to religion. Itu sudah pasti. Ya, kita tahu walaupun kekuatan uh, perkembangan agama Islam di Sarawak tidaklah sehebat mana. Tetapi isu agama ini memainkan peranan yang cukup sentimental di kalangan penganut-penganut agama. Sebab itu bagi saya teras kekuatan PBB itu di kuasa Melayu Melanau ialah pegangan agama. Kerana mereka beranggapan bahawa PBB ini adalah PBB ini satu komponen satu parti yang boleh menjamin agama itu terus berkembang dan terus maju. Orang Melayu kalau kalau didengar agama ini tergugat ataupun digugat mereka pasti akan tidak selesai dan mereka pasti akan mencari jalan keluar. Sebab itu kalau kita lihat saya tidak tahu di Kuching Wei tetapi di kawasan pedalaman, kawasan pesisir sewaktu kempen pilihan raya inilah satu isu yang dipermainkan oleh pengempen-pengempen Melayu kita kerana ketakutan hilang kuasa Melayu. Itu asas, teras asas bagi saya mengapa orang-orang Melayu ini terus menyokong PBB. Dan teras kedua yang saya fikir, mengapa orang Melayu terus berada dalam PBB? Terus berada menyokong PBB adalah kerana mereka memikirkan ataupun didendangkan dengan keselesaan. Walhal, apa yang berlaku underground? I'm talking apa yang berlaku underground yang saya uh, banyak berjalan di luar bandar, di kawasan pedalaman yang sebenarnya orang-orang Melayu kita yang menduduki pesisiran pantai Tidaklah begitu selesa seperti mana yang digambarkan. Kalau umpamanya ada berkesempatan, saudara Norman dan saudara James, saya boleh menjemput bersama untuk menjelajah di kawasan Seribas. Di kawasan-kawasan orang Melanau di Tanjung Manis atau di Pulau Beruit. Maknanya keselesaan yang didendangkan oleh pengempen-pengempen suatu pilihan raya adalah merupakan satu dendangan farta Morgana. Itu bagi saya. Sebab saya orang yang bergerak di lapangan. Dan uh, sudah semestinya orang Melayu ini saya melihat, orang Melano ini saya melihat bahawa penerapan kepercayaan kepada 
PBB itu seolah-olah doktrin agama yang tidak boleh diduga. Itu kehebatan PBB, itu kehebatan pemimpin-pemimpin PBB yang terdahulu sampai sekarang. Dan pilihan raya akan datang, saya tidak berani menjamin. Karena kesedaran masyarakat di kala ini, kalau berbanding dengan 10 tahun, 20 tahun yang lepas, mungkin anjakannya ada. ada Dan momentum sokongan uh, kepada PBB memang ada perubahan dari masa ke semasa. Uh, itu dia. Dua-dua uh, 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 trust yang saya agak mengapa orang uh, Melayu, Melanau menyokong PBB. Of course, okay. itu satu satu keperluan. Tetapi itu bukan merupakan satu 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 apa namanya kehendak ataupun satu sebab mengapa mereka terus menerus menyokong PBB. Jadi selain daripada itu, saya melihat PBB ini adalah satu komponen parti hasil gabungan daripada Bumi Putra dan Pesaka. Dan saya melihat di sana juga uh, mengapa ada kekuatan disebab gabungan tersebut. Tetapi bagi saya itu merupakan satu satu uh, sebab yang yang kecil. Sebab yang besar ialah kebijaksanaan pemimpin-pemimpin PBB terdahulu uh, yang dipimpin oleh Tun Abdul Rahman Yaakob pada ketika itu boleh menggabungkan boleh menggabungkan bumi putra dengan pesaka yang menyebabkan uh, mereka menjadi kuat dan menjadi cukup dominan dalam kerangka politik Sarawak. Okey, okey. Ah. Uh, uh, thank you. Ah uh, maybe you can come back to that point later. Can I ask the other abang would you like to give your opening statement? Okay, thank you James. Yeah. Abang Halil. Okay. Assalamualaikum dan salam sejahtera. Selamat tengah hari. You you are in Australia, James? Yes. What <laughs> time now? Five o'clock. Okay. okay, I'll try to answer all the question in a few, uh, but let me be very compressed. Okay, regarding the core political interest of the Malay Melanau or the Malay Muslim, is that they wanted to sustain their, the, the state leadership. Their, their, their involvement in state leadership They share in the state development and the well-being of the community in the state. That is especially their religion. They are very sensitive. That's what Abang Zul has been saying. Then when you go solidly, uh, why the Malays are solidly behind PBB since 1970s? This song is being played. as what Abang Zul said just now. If we don't support PBB, you will lose the CMC. Okay? This song is a taboo to the Malays. <laughs> Even if you put it at five, uh, you put somebody not really, they, they, they will still support the fellow. Then you will lose the CMC. We will lose in the share in the state development. We will be also, our religion and our, our interest will be jeopardized. Uh, these, are, these are the things. And the second thing I noticed where that sustained PBB was PBB has the support of the big brother partner. I'm not. It's Menanjung Malaysia. And then uh, the Malay community actually, the Malay community actually, uh, they feel at ease with this support. Fairly, majority they feel at ease with the support. Actually, to me, I'm trying to compress all my I'm to answer for the question. Now, what happens that the big brother Amno is undecisive? 
So PBV is undecisive also now. So wait when Big Brother quit the end, then then what happen next? We don't know. Before August or what? Okay, I'm I'm not going to 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 drag to that. Can can PBV hold on to the Muslim vote? Yes, it can. I have to say that yes, it can. Because uh, putting aside money politics, <laughs> putting aside eh, money politics, they still sing the same song. If you don't vote PBB, you will lose the Malay CMC. It will go to other people become the CM. All this kind of issue will come out again. So this is the the what I observe. Uh, they can stand uh, further, uh, and then uh, is uh, PBB in the position. We've now we've been in the position where they have a good power position. Of course, to me, it's not good at all for GPS or for Sarawak as a whole. We need check and balance. As uh, YB Fazaruddin said this now, we need check and balance at whatever level and whatever form. Or else we will never progress. We will never progress. We will be kept like that. And uh, to me, if you ask me about PBB and GPS or whatever it is, PBB leadership now is uh, most of the leadership is as old as the party. So. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, some most of them, not all. Some are still young, like Fazaruddin, still young. PBB formula all this while has been 31 seat. All Malay Melano or Malay Muslim seat 31 number must be must be controlled. Yeah, and then plus the 11 from Pesaka that make them 42. They can form the government now. Eh? Then. Strengthened by soup, but not taken away by the AP, some of, most of the seat, and then strengthened by some of the non Malay Muslim seat from the other party, like the PRS or what. That is the formula. That is the formula. So, in politics, you know, in politics, nothing is uh, impossible <laughs> and nothing is predictable to me. See? So, uh, a group you may thought to be not united. May become united, <laughs> and then COVID effect is about to be felt. Remember, it is about to be felt. Do not underrate the effect of COVID. And I tell you, I don't want to be the government of the day if it is COVID. <laughs> now I feel scared because we have no money. People are old, stressed, and the pain on the ground. You 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 have not checked. It is really painful on the people who live around. And then now coming come eighteen years old. <laughs> I come 18 years old voters who are always rebellious and, and this. So in politics, nothing is possible and nothing is uh, is predictable. And to be, PBB have to sit down and uh, who want to sustain themselves, they have to sit down and revamp themselves. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to be very frank. Should okay. there be opposition? Okay. They, they, okay, there must be opposition on the ground, check and balance also. And uh, and then uh, likely uh, issues in there, I think it's basically basic uh, Basic lack of infrastructure development is still on after 50 years. Youth, youth issues, job opportunities, and also the land issues, which I hope. I think that's all for me. Okay, terima kasih. Uh, Norman, as, an, as a long-term observer of Sarawak politics, what do you think of the answers given by our three uh, political practitioners? I think then it's actually not too far than uh, what are my views uh, on as I as I follow the the development of politics in Sarawak and particularly I mean we don't really discuss much about Malay politics and its trend how it's developed over the years I mean um, although I've been a journalist uh, over in West Malaysia for a number of years I usually go back and always keep track of what's going on in Sarawak the I would say you know listening to uh, 
Wabi Fazruddin, Abang Halil, as well as Abang Zul. Um, the different, I can I can see the different aspects and how PBB position themselves and how Pakatan Harapan as well as, uh, you know, how they position themselves as well as the opposition leader, opposition um, politics in, in Sarawak. So I would like to point out here is that, you know, um, Sarawak Malay politics is really much uh, deeply intertwined with the historical aspects and influences from the view of grassroots politics itself. Uh, I have to bear in mind to a lot of listeners who are following this uh, discussion is that despite um, PBB still holding on to the core power within the state, um, the holding on to the influence and powers in the state, they still maintain the image and identity of a secular Sarawak. The Sarawak is the only, only region, now they don't call state, uh, in, in Malaysia with no official religion. Um, Sabah has instituted that in 1976. Now, however, what I'm trying to point out here as well is, is the growing uh, uh, question is that the Malayan-centric type of Malay Muslim politics are slowly creeping into the state. Now that remains a question, and uh, that's what's uh, also worrying a lot the a lot of the non-Muslim uh, voters as well. So let's look at PBB uh, itself. It's been for so many years since the start. Uh, actually, PBB is not PBB from the start of Sarawak. It was Berjasa and Pesakan, and after that, they formed PBB later on. But important to understand uh, how it develops over time. Well, number one, I'd like to put, I'd like to share is that there is a need. The, for the identity of establishing the dominance and influence to remain as the core part of the Malay politics of Sarawak. So these convoluted relations between race and religion identity is not new, uh, although it's not being discussed openly. But we understand that without the presence of the Sultanate in the state, we have the governance system. The fundamental key in Malay Muslim politics places on the following areas that I would like to touch on. Number one is the protection of identity of Melayu, the Malay itself and dominance or influence in political power. I think that has been mentioned by Abang Halil and even um, Wabi Fazuddin also. It's one of the few things that is balancing the act because PBB, if PBB were to be seen as the overall, I mean, ruling the state on its own, uh, it will not all go well in the next few generations even. It will be even more harmful instead. So that's why the coalition of various parties are of uh, groups of even support from different political parties within the coalition to represent uh, different groups of society will be the way forward, you know, even, even to win the election. Secondly, I'd like to point out is the balancing the harmony between race and religion uh, within a multiracial, multi-religion community. But still, we've seen uh, what Abang Haile has also pointed out, pulling the cards of race and religion uh, in, the, in the facade of so-called waning powers of influence. A sort of fear-mongering tactics are still being used. So although most Malay Muslims are very much in the Kuching-centric, the areas such as Samarahan, Taribas, Muka, and some northern areas in Sarawak have their say, and also influencing the holding power until today. So the political leaders among Malay Muslim community in Sarawak still lingers around uh, family relations, political elites. So it's rather a small circle for political leaders to be rising up the hierarchy of the patronage system. Uh, it's not that PBB, uh, we see that uh, nearly all, I think all already, all of the leaders are representing the Malay Muslim majority areas are from PBB. But we are also seeing some new people coming up in PBB. Um, I'm noticing some new faces coming up in PBB youth. I think YB Fazruddin don't want to unveil the cuts yet, but I'm seeing some patterns going on. So um, I think uh, I would say the PH is not even prepared. But PBB is already prepared to actually put our new faces coming up. Um, 
the when when I talk about the hierarchy of patronage system, the strength of this grip, right, of uh, political control and influence continue to prosper. And it, it solidifies with clear line of succession with other figures or leaders. So once after, let's say, Abang Jo, who's next? We know who's next. Who's next? There's a clear line of succession. We know who's the leader. So that it gives a sense of assurance to voters on the ground. Uh, if, we, if we were talking about Malay, Melanau kind of voters as well, even in the Muslim-majority areas, a sense of assurance of continuity and survivability of the, the politics itself. So PBB, right, it has been more effective. In fact, it's far more effective than AMNO on its role as the core, uh, the base for, for GPS. Even back then when they were in Sarawak Alliance before formation of Barisan National, they have been the core ground, uh, core party within the coalition. So within this GPS, right, uh, PBB has been very pivotal. Uh, they are not going to say that, oh, just because uh, we are going to form the federal government, we're going to form the federal government. No. GPS has been very tactful in carefully making the decision and also positioning themselves when it comes to cooperation. Because at the end of the day, they got to think uh, the idea of the branding that they want to sell is that we are fighting for the interests of the state. And uh, that's why we have the autonomy uh, within the GPS and that's why we, and, and it's a state-based coalition. This sort of idea sells very well to a lot of those who are not happy with the federalist kind of system. So they got to think, right, they, they, the tactfulness of GPS here in uh, making decisions. And that's why there's always being re, uh, referred to as the kingmaker uh, when it comes to any political crisis on the national level. So I think, you know, in, in years to come, because they made a very good move, uh, imagine in 2018, just matter of two months, two to three months, uh, Sarawak BN at that time, well, they were quick to quit Barisan National and quickly form Gabungan Parti Sarawak. At the end of the day, it's just it's, it's not only for survivability because they know that this kind of branding and notion really sells on the ground. And to answer one of the question by Prof. James is that um, how will PBB continue uh, in the next uh, few elections? I think... Uh, they are also at the juncture of reinventing the wheel. We are reinventing themselves because if they continue to be where they are today with practicing of the system of political elites and patronage, um, they are likely going to be facing a lot of uh, pushbacks because there will be a lot of the young leaders from within their own party who are pushing for more progressive ideas and the voter trend will continue to change because there are a lot more young voters coming up to be registered uh, in, a, in the coming next elections. Back to you, Prof. James. Oh, thank you very much, Norman, for that uh, great overview of uh, Sarawak politics. But I'm more interested in the Malay side, so I want to come back. And I think it's really, really interesting in this discussion that um, if I'm hearing correctly, the two Abans have confirmed that, uh, that the Malay Muslim vote will still support PBB. In other words, they think that their party will not do very well. And because of the so-called, uh, you know, the play by the PBB that, you know, if we lose power, the Malays will be marginalised, Muslims will be marginalised, we will not have the, uh, the, uh, the chief minister's uh, position. If this is the case, then what hope is there uh, that anybody can actually challenge PBB? The reason I say that is because that was exactly the sort of narrative that we found in Peninsula Malaysia when AMNO was at the height of its power. You know, but yet AMNO actually faced a lot of challenge internally and of course, uh, because of the Najib Rosma factor, they lost in 2018. Now, are you all telling me that PBB is so powerful that for the next 10, 
uh, the next two elections, the next four elections, whatever, that PBB will maintain its hold over the Malay Muslim community. And also, even though the discussion here is mostly on the Malay Muslim community, um, I would like to emphasize what I said earlier, that half of PBB is actually a Pasaka wing, and that is the, the diet wing. So how does this religious angle play with the Pasaka wing, and how do you play uh, religion when you know that it's actually a very dangerous thing? Because if you play the Islamic card, then basically you are sort of shaping Sarawak's politics very similar to the sort of pattern that we see in Peninsula Malaysia. And even uh, YB FAS has confirmed that we do not want that. We want Sarawak politics to be unique. We like to live in this multiracial community. Uh, we like to think that we want to take the middle path. So YB FAS, can I come back to you again and, and perhaps ask a very uh, simple question? If PBB keep playing this game that, you know, the Muslims will be marginalized if we lose the chief minister position, how long do you think they can play this card and get away with it? YB? Thank you, Brother James. Um, I, uh, I strongly disagree with, uh, disagree with the narrative, actually. Uh, these are the perception that uh, different parties have been using to, uh, to, what do you call it? To attack PBB, uh, to gather support from the people using this kind of narrative. Actually, like you said, ever since 1970s, 1980s, this narrative have been, have been used to attack PBB. And still, PBB uh, was able to win the election and win the hearts and minds of the people. So how do we do it? It's not using that narrative. Okay, first of all, we need to identify what does the Malay Muslim wants? What does the Malay Muslim voters want? Are we, PBB, able to give what they want? And because of that, yes, we can. And yes, we have been giving what um, the Malay Muslim voters needs. Because of that, that is, the, that is why the support for PBB from the Malay Muslim voters have been strong. And I'm convinced it will continue to support PBB. For instance, one of the issues which is very important for the Malay Muslim is, of course, religion. Religion is practiced almost uh, freely all over Sarawak. Uh, even though the fact that we are living in a multicultural, <coughs> multiracial, multireligious state, multireligious uh, Sarawak, and yet we are able to practice religion freely. Sometimes people take that for granted, you know. Um, the daya does not even raise an issue of uh, the practice done by uh, the Muslim. So that is have been going on since day one. So that is what we want to maintain. One, uh, religious uh, Malay Muslim are very sensitive on religious. So what are their needs? The other needs, education, social economy, and PBB government have been able to provide that for them. Because we are talking about Malay now voters, that's why I'm stressing on that. The yeah. Thank you, YB. Uh, to, to all, actually. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so YB, I understand where you're coming from because you're repeating the same points from your opening statement. So maybe I, I'll divert this question to the two, two abounds. Since you both think that PBB is still so strong in maintaining the Malay Melanau votes, if that is the case, then why, why, why do you bother uh, standing as opposition candidates? <laughs> I mean, it's a very blunt question. I mean, why, why do you bother? Because as you know, right, if you try to fight PBB, uh, for example, when you talk about using the issue of religion, we can say that, you know, if people are really, if the Malay, Melanau community really interested in religion, they should vote for PAS because PAS come out openly and say that, you know, Islam is number one. We want to set up Islamic State. So, so why, why bother? But the, the, but the record is that, you know, all the past candidates in Sarawak, 99% lose the deposit. Uh, it's also in, in, in Malay majority areas. So my question is that why bother fight PBB if you think that you don't stand a chance? Maybe Abang Zul, you want to start that off? Yeah, terima kasih, Prof. James. Saya belum habis sebetulnya tadi, tetapi saya tak apa. Saya biar saya jawab terus berkenaan dengan apa yang sila silakan. Saya masih melihat bahawa agama itu memainkan peranan yang penting yang sangat mempengaruhi mengenai di kawasan-kawasan Bayu Melanau. Sangat mempengaruhi di kawasan-kawasan Bayu Melanau kerana mereka takut kehilangan ketua menteri yang terdiri daripada orang Melayu Melanau Islam. This is a fact yang kita dapati di akar umbi. This is the fact. Selain daripada itu, selain daripada itu, mengapa kita harus masih ingin melawan PBB walaupun kita tahu bahawa ianya memang kuat. Dari dulu memang kuat. Sebab itu saya katakan tadi kekuatan PBB bukan saja berpunca daripada isu-isu pembangunan tetapi kebijaksanaan pimpinan Melayu PBB sejak awal dipimpin oleh Tuan Aman, Abdul Taib Mahmud, Tok Nan dan sekarang Abang Jo. Jadi of course dalam dalam perjalanan politik mereka berhadapan dengan situasi-situasi yang berlainan. Of course kita sebagai NGOs ataupun kita sebagai politik parti kita melihat dan menegur di mana satu-satu perkara itu tidak bertepatan dengan kehendak masyarakat. Apa yang YB uh, katakan tadi, uh, mereka memenuhi kehendak keperluan masyarakat. Ya betul, sebahagian daripada dia ataupun sebahagian kecil daripada kehendak masyarakat itu tertunai. Tetapi dalam kerangka penglihatan kita sebagai orang politik, sebagai NGO, apa yang dilakukan oleh PBB, akar GPA sekarang, sejak 50 tahun, 7 tahun yang lepas, tidak menepati kehendak apa yang di, diperlukan oleh masyarakat. Saya sebagai anak yang lahir luar bandar dan saya mengetahui dengan begitu mendalam perkara ini. Sebab itu, walau sesusah manapun, saya masih kekal melawan, saya masih kekal mengkritik PBB kerana saya melihat ada banyak perkara yang tidak dilaksanakan seperti apa yang dikendak oleh masyarakat mengikut peradaan zaman dan mengikut keberadaan negeri kita yang kaya raya-raya dengan sumber hasil masuk negeri. Sebab itulah saya walaupun kekal menjadi menjadi pemangkar, kita masih tetap menjadi pihak yang akan checks and balance checks and balance uh, di peringkat uh, akar umbi sekalipun kita tetap akan menurunkan usaha kita. Kerana uh, kalau kita melihat propaganda yang selalu dimainkan, selalu uh, 
bermain di bibir adalah keselesaan. Saya melihat keselesaan ini dalam persepsi uh, secara apa namanya uh, akar umbi. Saya melihat keselesaan yang dikatakan itu tidaklah uh, menepati kehendak keselesaan uh, standar. Apa yang saya maksudkan? Oke, okay. orang kampung itu kenyang makan. Dia kenyang makan, perut berisi, perut penuh. Tetapi apakah makanan mereka itu menepati kehendak zat-zat keperluan badan? Nah, itu persoalan itu. Persoalan itu mungkin dalam bentuk yang remeh, kecil, tetapi impaknya besar kepada pertumbuhan manusia itu sendiri. Dan kedua, keselesaannya dikatakan. Kalau kita melihat rumah-rumah di kampung bersesak, duduk di rumah kecil, atap zeng without ceiling, dan duduk keadaan dalam panas. Itu keselesaan. Tidak. Sebab saya sendiri pun saya pernah melawat ke luar-luar negara melihat keselesaan itu mendepati kehendak rumah itu rumah bagus, keudukan persekitarannya tidak bersesak, sanitarinya bagus, peparitan dia bagus. At least mungkin ada aircon, bekalan air bersih mencukupi, bekalan air bersih sebenarnya yang bersih. Itu keselesaan sebenarnya. Tetapi apa yang berlaku di luar bandar? Trust yang menyokongkan, yang menyokong, memberi sokongan kepada BBB tadi, selain daripada agama, ialah dendangan keselesaan. Dendangan keselesaan yang dimain-mainkan sehingga menjadi kepercayaan kepada orang kampung, hidup macam itu pun selesa. Dan pandangan saya tidak. Saya, Webby dan Abah Halil mungkin selesa. Sebab kita duduk di bandar, kita duduk di rumah berhawa dingin, kita duduk dalam persekitaran elok. Tetapi adik kakak saya yang duduk di kampung masih dalam keadaan yang terlalu tercerut. Sebab itu kita masih kekal mengkritik dan melawan di mana satu tempat yang betul. Kita bukan melawan membabi buta, tidak. Saya dengan YB Fazuddin tidak bermusuh, saya dengan YB, YB, PBB lain tidak bermusuh. Kita melawan dasar dan polisi yang tidak begitu tepat. Okey, okey. Abang Halil, okay, why okay. bother? Why bother? Since you you also yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I say yes, they can win again. They can still win. I I talk this from data. I talk this from data. I talk this from this percentage of change that I observe on the ground, and I observe this from the level of change that the Malay voters are on. That's why I say yes. But as for myself. I believe in, uh, I think from my great-grandparents, <laughs> uh, Panas, Parti Negara Sarawak, we are, uh, you know, you are, we are, we are a multiracial party. I and I still believe that even my party is uh, Amana, but we are multiracial. We, inclusivity is our main target. We have to have a party. We don't stop any other race to enter our party. Chinese or Iban or Malay, they can enter our party. There's inclusivity. I, I believe in multiracialism. And number two, I believe in check and balance. If the YB, I tell you, Drew, you can say that you have done a lot to the ground. I went to the ground. Even Kampung Baru next to Unimas. Kampung Baru. Kampung Endap, not far enough. Water supply problem is still a problem. That is 50 years ago. We have so much money that we cut from the trees. You see? So this is I'm a bit emotional. I don't hold it. So basically, to me, check and balance must be there. I must stand there in order to make sure the YB stand on this foot to work on the on, on the ground. Check and balance. So basically, I feel that the narrative that the fear mongering is not there, it is still there. It is like a ghost now. Just mention it immediately, 
the the, the vote will change at the 11 hour. <laughs> so this thing, okay. Okay. Okay, I think that's all I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Norman, should the opposition not bother and just let PBB walk over the Belay Belanau seats? <laughs> <laughs> I think Wabi Fazruddin would be very happy if I said they just walk over. But I don't think it will be possible. Um, they will continue to contest. Because one thing to actually look, right? Yes, we can see that the different trend when it comes to voting uh, on, on federal uh, election and state election. That's why uh, back then, uh, during the early days, Strawa. Uh, ruling coalition they were smart to separate both uh, elections uh, so that they can focus on different kind of issues but we see from 2018 itself is the uh, perception that UMNO no longer dominates that sort of uh, uh, Malay Muslim kind of politics so even in the case of Strawat, right it also gives an idea to the voters on the ground that if they see that there is a huge problem with corruption in the state, they will be they will be thinking of voting them out. They will not be be be, be scared, no longer be scared to vote because look at it right from from the last election, civil service the, the changes in the trend and the votes from the civil service as well, armed forces, uh, they were among the the factors in in changing the votes. Same goes with the the usual fixed deposit seats in some of the rural areas. That's why Pakatan Harapan managed to, to take some of the seats back then. But, you know, in this kind of case, if Pakatan Harapan managed to sell that sort of branding in maybe not this election, maybe in the next election, uh, it will still be a challenge to PBB. Because one thing for sure is that uh, although it is widely accepted uh, and also perceived that the, the, the grounds on the Malay Muslim areas may continue to support uh, PBB, that will change in, in the next uh, election because uh, people are no longer afraid to make the changes to, so that it's uh, to, to, to make sure that uh, things are being done properly. So okay. it, it's not safe even. Yeah, okay. So in other words, things can change at any time. Huh? So nothing is certain. Okay, YB, uh, final question. I think this is the most relevant one. Uh, we've covered the past about why PBB is very difficult to dislodge. But uh, in 2018, after the fall of the uh, Barisan National Government at the federal level, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, discussion within the Sarawak BN, as it was called, about pulling out. Eventually, they did pull out, reconstitute as a GPS. Since you keep telling us this afternoon that uh, PBB stands for multiracialism, stands for diversity, stands for moderation, and stands for Sarawak, I think we all agree that you know this is actually a good thing. So the obvious question is that why don't GPS come together as a single party? Why maintain the four parties? Thank you, um, uh, Prof. Uh, that I would not be able <laughs> to answer you because um, I think, of course, we will leave it to the leader. But as a young leader like myself, um, I'm not talking on behalf of the party. I'm I'm looking. I'm seeing things uh, we, we might have a change in the future, maybe like 20 years, 30 years down the road uh, to have a two-party system, you know. Uh, I'm open to a lot of alternative in uh, political development because as far as I'm concerned, as a young leader, to me it's maybe some see me as naive, but to me it's as easy as you performing your job you delivering the best to the people and let the people decide for themselves. Then after that, you have 
you have what they call it um, after you're done then in Malay we call it uh, no regret we have done our best to me I would like to live my political career along that line and okay thank I, you YB cannot answer for the <laughs> how can <laughs> no because you know you mentioned that you all believe in the Surat value so it's obvious that you know there's really not much difference between uh, what you believe in. Uh, there's not much difference between your political philosophy with PRS, SUPP, yeah. and uh, PDP. So I'm just I'm just wondering. Now the two abans, then the obvious question I ask you, since you also said that one of the strengths of PBB is that they project a localized image. If that is the case, uh, why don't PKR, Amana, all these people join together and form a Sarat-based opposition while link up with the federal opposition? Right. Uh, okay. Secara uh, individu, saya sangat mencintai pelbagai kaum. That is way. That is way. My first political career, hidup dalam snap. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Oh, we, yeah, we are not interested in your political PBB, career. The question, PBB, yeah, the, the, the question is very simple. Because you mentioned that one of the strengths of PBB is that they play on local sentiment. Since we all agree that they play on local sentiment, so the question is that. Since you have not much difference between, say, Parti Amana, PK, all this, why don't you guys all get together and form a Sarawak-based opposition against PBB? Because then you'll be fighting on the same ground. No, there is there is, there is some issues that haven't settled. If I, I allow to, to, to speak it out, tetapi memakan bahasa yang panjang, saya boleh huraikan daripada Tun Abdul Rahman, PM Taib, uh, Tok Nan, and then sekarang Abang Jo. Tetapi masa tidak mencukupi, Masa dia mencukupi, maka saya... saya ya, tapi uh, awak boleh bagi summary, boleh? Can, can you repeat? I can't hear properly. Yeah, yeah. Just just give us a summary of your argument. Why... why, why okay, kalau zaman you... kalau zaman Tun, uh, Tun, Tun Abdul Rahman, uh, Tun Abdul Rahman uh, uh, di, 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 dikatakan sebagai uh, orang yang terlalu mementingkan koroni, balak habis ditebang, dan pengagihan kekayaan tidak sama rata di antara bandar dan luar bandar. Satu. Di zaman PN Taib Mahmud, mereka beliau melihat uh, kumpulan seperti kami ini sebagai orang yang terlalu terlalu rasuah and then uh, menggadaikan uh, hak tanah adat Bumi Putra uh, di, di, dijual dan diagih kepada kroni-kroni uh, kapitalis. Cuma di zaman Tok Nan yang kita daripada pimpinan NGO dan parti pada pilihan raya tahun 2016, kita ketepuan isu. Kerana Tok Nan pada ketika itu menumbuhkan perhatian banyak ke kawasan luar bandar. Dan masih remember that pengundi yang paling banyak di kawasan luar bandar. Sebab itu kita daripada luar bandar pada pada ketika itu tidak mempunyai isu yang banyak. Yeah, I, saya faham, saya faham. But you are not answering the question. The question is, why don't you guys get together and form a Sarawak-based opposition rather than facing the PBB as a Malayan-based opposition? That is the question. No, that is Why the join National Party? That is the main issues that belum selesai. Mengapa kita harus bergabung dengan Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim dan kepimpinan di pusat? Kerana okay, the other abang. Federal... Let, me give, let me give the other abang. <laughs> Chan, sorry, sorry. In fact, I have, I have mentioned this thing in one of my small... Uh... Uh, video. I have a small video on this. Oh, okay. I tell you, see, when uh, you are already in Malaysia, you must be in a big scale field 
not in your own kampung punya padang you see so when i am in a bigger party like say say amanah of pkr is a, is a we we i can be i can take the the, the president of my party but when i'm in pbb how can i take the president of amno who is a president of bersatu now which is a, 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 you can take because uh, you sometimes you have to adjust to them so basically to me you must play a bigger field game so when uh, to the local local image to me it is not something uh, of uh, of uh, uh, relevance to sometime and then to me also uh, something that people say you bring in the malaysia the malayan culture or politics not the sarawak tolerance culture to me it it depend on yourself like us now i don't i don't hit the yb under the under their belt <laughs> We 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 take on talk on the, the data. We talk on uh, on the issues. We talk on what we see on the ground. Buffet yeah. and basically we must have a we must base on a national party because we can play on a bigger field and we can even change who is the, the prime minister. Okay, the okay. Norman, what about this view, Norman? That the only way to beat PBB is also to play the game of Sarawak versus Sarawak. I think we've seen that how it works in Sabah. Obviously, of course, we're going to say Sabah and Sarawak kind of politics would be different. But when you actually think about, you know, when you want to play at the same level field, right? You want to bring in that branding. If if you continue, if you can't actually come together as a state-based kind of party to challenge uh, P, uh, GPS, it will be a difficult one because at the end of the day, it will be easier for PBB as well as GPS to carry around the 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 propaganda uh, of of answering back and said see as uh, as GPS we have we are a state based party but you are a national party but you have to answer to to the to the HQ leaders in KL so then again it doesn't really sell with the voters at this moment that I think I will agree with the idea of if they were to form a state based opposition party they may likely have a larger chance to to challenge uh, GPS uh, in in a, in a short term. In a long term, later on, then it will be formalized as a national party because that's what happened in Warisan. Warisan managed to wrest the power from AMNO in Sabah in the 2018 election. So a state-based kind of opposition will actually give them a more uh, support and the branding will be a lot easier to go around to sell to the voters. All right. Thank you, Norman. So we've come to the end of this uh, really interesting forum. I think we've covered a lot of grounds. I think we spend a bit of time talking about PBB. Also, we spend a bit of time talking about the future. So, I'll give each of you two minutes to summarize or maybe make final comments. Uh, YB. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, once again, I would like to uh, thank uh, Prof. Uh, James, Abang Zul, uh, Abang Halil, and Orman uh, for being such a sporting panelist. And uh, of course, like I said. Um, I come from the younger generation of, although I'm not that young anymore, <laughs> I come from <laughs> younger really young. DBB. And we look at uh, politics slightly, uh, not different, slightly at a tilt or a different angle from our leaders. <clears throat> and we have been uh, educated by the leaders and their education does not uh, really rely on how things work before it's about how things work now and how things going to work in the future 
So that's why I'm uh, proud to say I'm from PVV and I'm convinced that still, if you give the best to the people and you will be there leading the people. Thank you once again. Terima kasih, YB. Abang Zul, two uh, minutes. Yes. Terima kasih, YB. Terima kasih semua. Dan uh, saya melihat uh, dalam pilihan raya yang akan datang, uh, kita masih uh, perlu melawan dan mengharap kemenangan untuk uh, mewujudkan checks and balance di kawasan Melayu Melanau yang akan datang. Thank you. Okay. Terima kasih. Di ada abang? Ya tu amil lah. Amil. Ah okay. Okay okay is it okay? Yeah boleh 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 go ahead. Okay basically for me very shortly I will say this. I'm in politics now. To me, I'm not interested in the changes this coming change. I'm more interested in the change in what five or ten years from now. If PV doesn't change itself, is it? If it doesn't revamp or change itself, I'm believing uh, in grouping a young group of players who want to go for change. Is it? So to me, uh, COVID-19 is uh, is helping me a bit. <laughs> really, to me, and then basically, voters 18 years old is helping me a bit. And to me, I'm not in the in the in the front line, but I want to like a group of voters, a group of young leaders who can make changes. Because we need changes now, or else we never grow, and the kampung will never get developed or going somewhere to what they want they have to do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Norman. The last word goes to you. Thank you. Ah, uh, this is a very uh, fine discussion in the afternoon, especially in the first week of our Ramadan. Actually, coming the second week. Yeah, when we discuss about Malay politics in Sarawak, it's usually being seen as a very big kind of patronage and hierarchical kind of politics itself. But all in all, right? Although the changes uh, at the federal level continue to 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 be very fluid. Uh, and it's, I think it is very dynamic and these sort of changes will continue to trickle down towards uh, uh, the changes of political landscape in Strawa. So although they are, you know, the, the political elites will still continue to grip on to, to power, but as what Abang Haile and Abang Zul as well as uh, YB Fazujin has rightly pointed out, the new trend of the young voters uh, with more than, I think, uh, half a million uh, Strawakians who are working over this side of the world, uh, the what they have seen over in Malaya in, in West Malaysia, the changes in political changes uh, will definitely bring about the influence of the changes of the politics in Sarawak. So I believe um, at the end of the day, irrespective whether they are, they are the party in power or maybe they are in opposition, you are forced to reinvent yourself in order to suit the needs of the political climate. Thanks. Thank you very much, Norman. So I suppose it's up to me to summarize up. And I think it's very clear among all the speakers that uh, we expect PBB to still maintain their hold over the uh, Malay Muslim vote uh, this coming uh, PRN, which will be held very soon. So I'd like to thank all of you for taking part. And I hope to have another forum uh, after the election to see you know, what happened to Sarawak in the next, uh, sorry. So I hope to invite all of you again to come back and we'll talk about the elections after the elections are held. Thank you so much. Thank you. Listen to the full podcast of Bicara Minggu Ini on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at I'mNongo for the latest updates on current affairs and stories. <laughs>